Have you ever thought about how incredibly complex our spit is? It may only be 99% water, but just saliva isn't simple. That remaining 1% holds incredibly meaningful information that could change everything. And I'm not just talking about your family tree. Hi, I'm Baratunde Thurston, and on this season of Spit, an iHeartRadio podcast with 23andMe, we explore how DNA isn't just about ancestry. It can also be key to understanding your health. Hi again. We're back. Oscar Ramirez, host of The Daily Dive, is all about the facts. Each day, his podcast explores the most interesting news of the day with the writers, the analysts, the reporters who know the real story. So when Oscar took his 23andMe test, you know he had questions. In this episode, Oscar sits down with 23andMe's Stacey Detweiler and Elisa Lehman to get to the bottom of his test results. As an Hispanic man, diabetes and high blood pressure run in his family. So what can his 23andMe results tell Oscar about his own health? It's a fascinating conversation and a must-listen for anyone interested in unlocking the knowledge contained in their own DNA. Oscar takes a deep dive into his variants and tries to get to the bottom of some things that just don't add up. For example, Oscar loves cilantro, but according to his test results, he's supposed to hate it. So what's going on? Let's listen in and learn more about the awesome power of DNA when it comes to understanding your health. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this is The Daily Dive. This episode is something special I did in conjunction with 23andMe and the Spit podcast, which you can hear on iHeartRadio. I took a look into what my DNA says about me, beyond what my ancestry says, and with a focus on my health. Throughout this process, I learned about two genetic variants that could impact myself or my family, and also that I have a typical likelihood of developing type 2 diabetes which has always been a concern since it runs in my family. There is also some fun stuff I learned about my DNA. I won't be losing my hair anytime soon, and why I experience itchier mosquito bites. Stacy Detweiler and Elisa Lehman from the 23andMe team both joined me to go over some of my results and help me understand more about my DNA. Next, I go a little deeper into what the results I got specifically mean to me, things I've experienced with my family and in my past, and why this process has been eye-opening in some cases. The best thing to come out of this has been the information learned and knowing what to do next to improve my health. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. The good thing is for you, it sounds like there was just one variant identified. And something that's really interesting is these variants are actually very common. And so a lot of people are walking around with these variants. And so really just having one variant doesn't increase your risk compared to the general population because most people do have these variants. Joining us now is Stacy Detweiler, a genetic counselor and manager on the medical affairs team at 23andMe, and Elisa Lehman, a senior manager on the product science team at 23andMe. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. All right. So this whole thing, special episode uh, of the Daily Dive done in partnership with 23andMe and the Spit podcast. You can hear that on iHeartRadio. Uh, I, this was the first time doing one of these uh, DNA tests, uh, genetic tests and all that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, you sign up on the app, you spit in a little tube, send it off, get a bunch of results. For this, we're specifically focusing on what your DNA, what your genes can tell you about your health. 
things, uh, diseases, illnesses, things that you can be predisposed to because uh, of your genetics. And, uh, you know, going into it, you kind of have this little worry, you know, what am I going to be flagged for? What's going to happen? Uh, even uh, as you um, opt into certain reports, it tells you, like for Alzheimer's, you know, you know, be very conscious of what you're going to get into on this because it could uh, be unnerving what you get. Uh, so I, I, I kind of experienced all that stuff going into this. Uh, so I opted in for all of that. I wanted to know what uh, my genes, my DNA could tell me as much as possible. And uh, thankfully, it came back with just a few things. Some of the scary things, right? A lot of people are concerned with their health. Didn't come through. But I was flagged for two variants for certain things and a likelihood for developing type 2 diabetes. So we'll get into all of this right now. I wanted to bring you ladies on and talk about the science of how this stuff works. The first thing I was flagged for was age-related macular degeneration. So this is uh, one of the most common causes of irreversible vision loss. This happens in older adults usually. I have one variant. It's the A69S variant in the ARMS2 gene. So very little complicated, right? No, but a lot of people don't really have a, a basis for understanding some of these things. Uh, so ladies, if you can help me explain, uh, help explain what does this mean in particular? You know, I think the the main aspect is... Genetics is part of the story, right? And so for this condition, age-related macular degeneration, I'm going to say AMD for short, sure. um, we know that there are some genetic variants that, that do increase your risk of developing this, right? But luckily, there's a lot of other factors that play a role. Lifestyle, smoking is a big one, right? So there's a lot of actionability within these results that you can do to reduce your chances. The good thing is for you, it sounds like there was just one variant identified. And something that's really interesting is these variants are actually very common. And so a lot of people are walking around with these variants. And so really just having one variant doesn't increase your risk compared to the general population because most people do have these variants. Um, it's when you start getting multiple, that's when that risk can really increase. Yeah. And when you get your results uh, uh, through the app or even online, it, it did tell me that uh, I'm not at a particularly likelihood for developing this. Um, but, you know, obviously one of the things that happens is the vision loss. And this figures into kind of my personal overall story. There's a lot of themes running with vision, whether it be through diabetes and other things. So eye opener, right? And a lot of this we're using these things to kind of empower ourselves to learn more about ourselves. You know, I know a lot of people don't obviously go to the doctor all the time and, you know, you go when something's wrong and you don't really know what's happening in your body until it's too late. Sometimes I have to admit, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. And so these things are eye opening. So as we kind of go through, I'll connect the dots on some of these things. Another one that I was flagged for. So this is hereditary hemochromatosis. Basically it's something that could lead to iron overload. Again, it flagged me for uh, one of these genes. It said uh, that I'm not at particular risk for this, but still, this is another one of those uh, genes that I carry around. Yeah, and it's probably, again, another one that you, you've never heard of before hearing 23andMe, and that's very common for a lot of these genetic conditions that have it where, you know, it's one gene that can really be impacted that can cause these conditions. Um, and this one is kind of more considered an autosomal recessive. And so having just one variant, we typically think of you as being a carrier, you carry a variant, but you really don't have the condition in terms of expressing symptoms unless you have kind of a combination, two copies of a, of a particular variant. And the interesting thing with this condition too is that, again, genetics is still not the full story. There's a lot of people that have two copies of a variant or two different variants, um, and they don't still develop the iron overload. So there's, you know, again, genetics is 
a huge aspect of it when we're talking about health, but there's a lot of other things that go along too, like lifestyle that yeah. can play a big role. But I think the main thing for you is, you know, it might not be an indication for concern for your health, but it could be for family members or your offspring. Cause that's when you can actually have that chance. That's exactly, that's exactly my next point right there. So it, it, when you read some of these reports, uh, either on the app or, or, or online and everything, they're very detailed, very thorough, uh, really help you kind of navigate what the, the information that you're being given, right? It'll help you on the other end of things. Let's uh, create a, a health plan. So I, I very much appreciate that. But it did say, you know, it says in that con- there's a concern, right? That you can pass this variant onto your children. So if my wife has one of the other variants, then these things start, kind of start compounding on each other. Um, so I feel like now I need to have my wife take one of these uh, DNA tests just so we can <laughs> start checking all this stuff out. And then some of the signs and symptoms of iron overload, not that I have it or will develop it, but uh, heart disease, diabetes. These are things that run in my family. So now to the big one, the diabetes. With this DNA test, it uh, said, I have a typical likelihood of developing type 2 diabetes. To your point, Stacy, right, you've been making the point that there's a lot of other factors that weigh in on this. It's not just your genetics. It is your lifestyle. And, you know, we know people that are overweight, unhealthy lifestyle, you can turn around diabetes in a lot of cases when you adjust that lifestyle. But I was talking to my mom for some of this stuff and she's like, man, some of this stuff is depressing to kind of go through because this does run in my family all over the place on both sides. My grandpa, his brothers and sisters, my grandma, my mom has prediabetes. Uh, my sister had uh, gestational diabetes and it went away after the kids came. And, uh, you know, on my dad's side, high blood pressure, all of this stuff. But on this one, it tells me, uh, you know, I'm, uh, Latino. Uh, my family mostly comes from Mexico. My genetics say I'm an estimated 42% chance of developing type 2 diabetes. Yeah. So, Lisa, do you want to talk a little bit about how this report differs compared to the other ones and the, the science behind it? Yeah. So, for the other two um, conditions that you were talking about, right, it was really about the, like, the one variant, right? You have this one variant um, and Again, if you had a combination of a couple of these variants, that would you know, increase your, your likelihood of developing those conditions. But as you know, type 2 diabetes, it's really common. And actually, there's not just one variant or one gene that's involved in um, potentially developing this condition. So for this report, what we look at is actually over a thousand different places in your, in your DNA. And we add up the effect of all of those different places um, to give you that sort of score, that percent chance of, of developing type 2 diabetes. And in your case, we're saying you have like this typical likelihood, but as you noted, that typical likelihood is still pretty high. You know, a 40% chance is still a, a pretty high chance of, of developing um, TTD. But again, there's all those other factors that Stacy was talking about, you know, your weight, your lifestyle, your diet, your family history, all of that goes into whether you actually go on to develop diabetes. So there's definitely other things you can do besides just knowing about uh, your genetics. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in my own personal health, right, I, I used to be a lot heavier when I was younger. More recently, I, I began to lose a little bit of weight. And But you look at some of these symptoms that you can get, uh, you know, increased thirst, uh, frequent urination, fatigue, blurred vision. Again, one of these other common things uh, that I've noticed, right? I, I, I feel like I remember having some of these things maybe and then going away a little bit once I lost some weight. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a little bit into more personal details of this uh, in the next segment when I continue to talk about all this. But it's, it's interesting. And it's one of the things that affects a lot of people in the country. Across the general U.S. population, around 40% of people are expected to develop type 2 diabetes during their lifetime. It's, 
it's a big thing and it impacts people's health in, in so many ways. So it's important to kind of know these things and start looking into your own health to, to, to hopefully mitigate some of these things. And, and I'm uh, very appreciative of this whole process because sometimes a lot of people put their health on the back burner and these things kind of open your eyes. And, and uh, again, to the credit of 23andMe and the apps and everything, it really helps you with the follow through. Why don't you uh, speak to a doctor that will give you tips and tricks on what to help with all of this. So uh, it's, uh, it has been eye-opening for me and conversations I've had with my mom, like I said, and just looking at my own personal health. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And it's, it, you know, it's making me want to, <laughs> to really start changing things uh, again in my lifestyle. Thank you for walking me through some of this. These are important things. I did want to talk about some fun things as well that you get to look at. There's so many things in here. One of the main things I tell people when I did the 23andMe thing, everybody starts talking about Neanderthal DNA right away. And so what's with the Neanderthal DNA? It told me I have more Neanderthal DNA than 90% of other 23andMe customers. I think it's about 2% of my total DNA, but man, I feel like a caveman after that. Definitely don't feel like a caveman. I think um, hopefully that's one of the things that, that comes across though in that report is actually, you know, we all share a little bit of, of Neanderthal DNA. So um, some history about that. Um, in 2010, uh, scientists not at 23andMe um, actually sequenced the Neanderthal genome. And so when they did that, you can compare that to, you know, the human genome and you can say, oh, look, there's overlap here. So some of our ancestors were, you know, enjoying each other um, back, you know, 50,000 plus years ago uh, <laughs> as we spread across the, uh, across the globe. And our DNA sort of carries that signature um, in, in all of us. And, and so it tells us that that DNA can influence certain traits. And I look through and some of these things were like spot on. It tells me I have a variant associated with experiencing more itchy mosquito bites. And that, man, I hate that. I get bit up more than uh, other people I'm around. And then I am like constantly scratching. You know, it's like uh, this, the itch goes away and you don't want to touch anymore for fear of activating the itch all over again. Um, I have two variants associated with being less likely to have a fear of heights. Totally true. I am unafraid of that. This one is a little iffy. It told me I could be a better sprinter than a distance runner. I'm not sure how, how much that one uh, pans out. But apparently these things come from, from that side of our DNA, uh, at least. Yeah, what we've what 23andMe has found, um, looking at that that portion of Neanderthal DNA, is we can find those associations. So between a trait um, like you know uh, itchy mosquito bites and that's those specific genetic variants that came from our Neanderthal ancestors. So that's what you know that part of the report is telling you. Like, yeah. You know, where did you inherit that itchy mosquito bite from? Some of the physical traits that were also fun, you know, we all have our things that we're concerned about, uh, our looks, our appearances. Uh, these ones I was very happy to see. Bald spot and early hair loss, I'm not likely to develop that stuff. My dad had a great head of hair, although grays. Gray hairs are like crazy and they're coming up all on me and my beard and everything. Um, I did want to talk about some of the things that don't add up, though, uh, because I think a lot of people look at these ancestry reports, these uh, DNA reports and all that, and they say, well, this doesn't match up. So if you could help explain why some of that doesn't come through. Some of these things that didn't add up for me were, it says, I'm not likely to be an especially deep sleeper. I sleep like a rock. I get in there, I fall asleep right away, and I fall asleep. And uh, the last one, the main one, I think, for me was it says I'm uh, slightly higher odds of disliking cilantro. A lot of people say it's associated with like a soapy taste. Uh, that one is not me either. I love cilantro. Uh, so how come some of these don't match up sometimes? 
we'll take cilantro as as the example. I think sure. Um, you know, one thing is your DNA might nudge you in one direction or the other. So right in your case, it's saying, oh, you're you're more likely than the average person or the average twenty three andme research participant um, to dislike cilantro. If you dig a little bit deeper into the report, we tell you, you know, only about thirteen percent of people tell us that they dislike cilantro. So you being a little bit more likely doesn't mean that you have a hundred percent chance of disliking cilantro, right? So you right. might just be in that, in that other, um, you know, chunk of people who like cilantro, but have that same genetic background. So again, you know, there's, there's culture, there's the food that you eat growing up. There's probably other parts of your taste and, and smell that, that influence this, but the, you know, the, the one <laughs> variant that we found, you know, nudges you a little bit, um, yeah. in the, in the dislike. And that's so true. Uh, uh, in my diet growing up, you know, I grew up in a Mexican household, so a lot of guacamole, a lot of uh, other things. We put it in everything. So probably I just uh, developed the taste for it and just uh, never turned back. Um, a, lot, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of information. Again, going through this process has been eye-opening in a lot of ways on the health side of things, on some of this fun stuff that just kind of, you know, I sat back and got my results and I was clicking through the app for like an hour you know, you just kind of keep going. There's so many reports and updated surveys and things that you can participate in and kind of keep that information rolling. So I appreciate all of that. And thank you to you ladies as well for joining me and helping me walk through my results. Stacy Detweiler, genetic counselor and manager at the medical affairs team. Elisa Lehman, senior manager on the product science team at 23andMe. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Uh, thank you. For this report, what we look at is actually over a thousand different places in your in your DNA, and we add up the effect of all of those different places um, to give you that sort of score, that percent chance of, of developing type 2 diabetes. For this segment, I wanted to delve a little bit more into my personal health. I wanted to connect the dots for my results. I wanted to talk a little bit about what it means to me and what it means for my health. You know, the whole point of this is to get more knowledge to know what our DNA says about us and then use that knowledge to, to act on things, to uh, protect our health, to make the right steps in our lives, to make sure that we're as healthy as long as we can be. And thank you to the folks at 23andMe for going over my results in the previous segment. Uh, but just as far as these two variants are concerned, these two variant genes that I have and the typical likelihood of developing type 2 diabetes, this really speaks to me for in a lot of different ways. So connecting the dots, age-related macular degeneration deals with vision loss. Hereditary hemochromatosis can lead to diabetes. And then type 2 diabetes is in extreme complications. You can develop vision loss, heart disease, kidney damage. And so this theme of vision loss has been something that I've been thinking a lot about through this process. Now, to be clear, my results aren't diagnosing me with anything specific or I am not at a particularly higher risk of developing some of those things. But it gets you thinking about your health, and that's what's important here. Sharing a personal story. When I was much younger, I was out with some friends, and uh, we were assaulted. Somebody hit me in the side of the head with, with a broomstick. Uh, I had to go to the emergency room. And what happened after that was a, a detachment of my iris. If you look very closely into my eye, you, you can see it. Since then, uh, you know, I've had experienced a little bit of vision loss in that eye. I have uh, developed a cataract in that eye. Uh, there will be things down the road that I will need to take care of my vision. Uh, this is specifically in my right eye. My left eye, I wear glasses normally. My left eye is uh, experiencing normal uh, vision. I still need the glasses to see better. But this is something that I really do need to take care of in my life. I need to make sure that I can 
keep my vision intact as much as possible. So going through some of these results and seeing what these variant genes can do and the typical likelihood of diabetes, type 2 diabetes, it makes you think. It makes you think of the future. It makes you think of your loved ones. You know, I, I spoke to my mom for this uh, process as well. Just wanted to get a little bit more of the family history. And she was describing a lot of things to me. I, I mentioned in the previous segment, you know, she said it was kind of bumming her out. I don't necessarily feel that way. I, I feel like I have the tools. I have the knowledge, especially throughout this process, too, learning a little bit more about uh, my genes and myself. And I, I feel like I am empowered to make those uh, uh, good health choices. But a lot of this also leads me to think a lot about my grandpa. You know, the, the, the diabetes thing is one of the things that really strikes me. And my grandpa growing up, I got to see some of the worst effects of how diabetes treated a person. At one point, had both of his legs amputated. He lost vision in one eye. I remember, you know, as a family, we had to take him to dialysis. He was a very stubborn man. You know, I loved him, obviously, but he was a very stubborn man. He refused to go to treatment sometimes. And really, you can see the degeneration that happened in a person for, for not following their health, for not listening to their doctors. And, and obviously, that's not something that I want to go down through. I don't want to have that happen in my life. And I'm happy to know about these things ahead of time. It leads me to appreciate a lot of things uh, about going through this process, about learning about my DNA with 23andMe, and the the follow through, right? The the app really gives you a lot of help with that follow through, staying on the notion of type two diabetes. You know, you click through, you can see what's going on. It tells you things to help avoid it: maintain a healthy weight, get active, eat healthy, don't smoke. That's a big one all over the place. Talk to a healthcare professional and consider a diabetes prevention program. There's a click-through. You can get to a CDC prevention program, which is great. You know, find other people in your position. Take charge in handling your health. An important one also that I saw on the site, get a health action plan. There's a big checklist of things to do to know more about your variants, to know more about your uh, typical likelihood for developing certain things. And it really gives you a lot of information. And I think that's the most important part, that information. You want to know as much as you can. Uh, a lot of people tend to put their health on the back burner. You feel okay. There's nothing to check out, but there's always something on the horizon. Uh, you know, myself, I'm close to 40 years old. I'm 39 right now. And it's, you know, time to take these things a little more seriously. It's been an eye-opening experience when you get to examine a little bit closer your health. You know, we've all seen those memes about how you can party in your 20s and rebound like nothing. And then uh, once you hit your 30s and now you're uh, taking Pepto-Bismol and uh, three Advils before you go out just so you don't get that hangover. Um, and, and, you know, that's just kind of a silly example, but these things can be a lot more serious. And that's just some of it, right? There's a lot of things that you can explore on the app and explore in your results. Uh, it tells you things about your physical traits. It tells you about how your DNA may affect your body's reaction to diet, exercise, and sleep. You know, one of my favorite things in here, it talks about muscle composition. It says, my muscle composition is common in elite power athletes. Now, I don't know how true that is, but yeah, even still, it's just fun to explore a lot of it. So for myself personally, thinking about my health, I'm at that part right now. I encourage others to, you know, obviously in consultation with your doctors to learn more about your health learn what your DNA can can enlighten you with and, and let you know more about and use that knowledge, use that knowledge to act. You know, a big part of this, obviously, when you think of 23andMe, you think of that ancestry and 
where you came from, who your family could possibly be. And that's really important. But this is that other side right there, learning about your DNA, learning how you can impact your your future family, your children, right? If I have a, a variant of one and my uh, wife has a variant of another thing and we put us together, you know, our children could have a few more problems. So it's just something very interesting to look through. And I've had a really good time taking a look into what my DNA says about me. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive was produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. And that's it on another dope show. Did this episode inspire you to take a closer look at your health history, your genetic makeup? Who knew DNA could reveal so much about our past while also holding the keys to certain health insights that may impact our future? I continue to be inspired by these stories, and I hope you do as well. Catch you next time. Listen to Spit, an original podcast from iHeartRadio and 23andMe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.